Welcome to Rebels Rebels. It's time for another deep dive into the Jedi Archive. So let's sift through the sacred text, burn the tree, and stretch out with our feelings. Remember, for knowledge and defense only, Peter, stop attacking my deep dives. <laughs> I'm Mike, your honorable guard. So honorable. And this is Peter, unbearably offensively smelling. <clears throat> How the space are you, Pete? <laughs> that is not inaccurate. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> we have some great deep dives today. Also, I just want to throw this out. Our Space Oddity pins on our store running real low right now. Yeah, nice. So, uh, get them while you can before yep. this edition is totally sold out and we move on to our second pin, already in yep. production. Yes, thank you everyone who has picked one up thus far. I am so stoked about it. But yeah, check out our big cartel. There are links on our Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. Well, uh, Pete, is it okay if we jump into these week's deep dives? Hell yeah. Heck yeah. This deep dive is going to be tied in with Legends of the Lasat. So mm. I thought... We should deep dive into something that frankly confuses me quite a bit, and sure. that is wild space slash the unknown regions. How's that oh, sound, Mike? Disambiguate that, please. <laughs> um, I will try, but I can't promise anything. Here. Cool. Um, so, wild space was the name given to the unmapped expanse beyond the outer rim. So, according to Pablo Hidalgo, it was located, quote, off the edge of the map where no one knew what was on the other side. In contrast, the so-called unknown regions were mapped, but largely unexplored. So to me, I like to think of it kind of like the unknown regions were the Wild West in the 1820s. So mm. there's a lot of land, people knew that there were states out there, but a lot of it was unexplored. And wild space was the moon in the 1820s. Mm. We kind of knew where it was, but we had no idea what was there. But this is where it gets a little bit confusing. Let's start first with wild space. Okay. We do know of a couple locations there, like the mysterious realm of Mortis was in wild space, as well as the planets Lyrason and Teth, which was a planet that appeared in the Clone Wars, fil the Clone Wars film, um, and it's located in hut-controlled section of wild space, uh, which leads me to a question. Wait, hut-controlled? Yep. Yeah. So why... How is a planet inhabited by huts that was visited by Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka considered wild space? And why would they even want to inhabit... Why would the huts want control of... I don't know. It just seems like they'd want... They're more greedy. It's, it's, I mean, it's a, it's a place that sure. has stuff, as I learned. Um, so I could see why people would want to control it. Yeah. I'll get to someone else who kind of is trying to control wild space, but yeah, Florida is a place too. No one wants control of that. That's why it's like always such, that's why it's swing state. They're like, you take it. Yeah, you take it. Yeah. It's weird. But like, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm confused about. So if wild space is beyond the border of the known galaxy and considered wild because no one knows what's located in wild space, then why don't they just ask like one of the many people who have visited or live in wild space? Like, has anyone just asked the huts? they evidently control part of it or mm -hmm. what about the graph twins 
who have an entire series of young reader books called the adventures in wild space does anyone just like ask them those are those are great by the way and there's great comics um yeah. star wars adventures i won't get this is yours yeah no and anakin and obi-wan and ahsoka were in wild space multiple times so yeah. i mean it's it's weird this is what's confusing to me so there are people who live there and planets and civilizations and people from our galaxy have visited, but they say they don't know what's there. So I don't know what's up. Yeah. But some history during the Imperial era, the Imperial Survey Corps was tasked with mapping and exploring the furthest reaches of space. Sure. During that time, maps of wild space grew in demand. So independent cartographers also explored the region, selling their maps at an exorbitant price. Sure. Interestingly, though, even though uh, interest in wild space is at its peak, inhabitants of wild space were looked down upon by the Empire, basically lumping them in with aliens. As we know, the Empire does not like aliens very much, mm. even if they were human, though. So an example of this is Eli Vanto, who you might be familiar with. He was the assistant to Grand Admiral Thrawn before he was Grand Admiral Thrawn. Sure. Um, they both served in the Empire, and Thrawn was a rising star in the Imperial Navy, and Vanto was his most trusted aide, yet Vanto was overlooked for promotion over and over until the intervention yeah. of Willof Tarkin and Arinda Price wow. when he was promoted to commander. How about that? Yep, so a little bit of tie in the Rebels. Eventually, Commander Vanto was dispatched by Thrawn to the Unknown Regions to serve as the Empire's attache to the Chiss Ascendancy. Attaché. Yep, that's a cool word. Attaché. <laughs> um, after the rule of the Empire, a Nashida pirate named Elode Machinavaria. I'm going to butcher like, that. Uh, maybe they're trying to replicate Machiavelli. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. It's, Mac, it's M A R A C A. Oh, I have no idea. Okay, you lost me. Y A. You, when you got to C, I stopped listening. Yeah. I'm going to say Elode from now on. Pirate Elode hijacked and stole Grand Admiral Taggy's starship, the Star Destroyer Annihilator, which we have seen before, oh, yeah. and used that ship to steal and plunder from wild space and rally forces to Zer side. Mm -hmm. She was gender neutral and uses the pronouns pronouns Z and Zer, which I just said she, that was wrong. G was gender neutral. There you go. Uh, so Elode, Pirate Elode, eventually was able to create a pirate fleet and became known as the pirate ruler of wild space. She aimed to establish a criminal empire in it, and it was built around individualism and freedom. Wow. So last thing we have heard canonically in the adventures of wild space, this pirate destroyed a number of stra straggling imperial ships wandering through wild space and she ordered that the pieces of the ships be sent to the new republic to curry favor with the new government mm, curry um so that's pretty much all i have on wild space that's wild um, yeah i'm i'm wondering if there's they're going to open up a couple things because as we will discuss when this series ends there's a question where's ezra and yeah. i'd like to think that he is maybe in wild space with space whales and thrawn wow but wow Pete. That, that's just that's just my uh, theory wow the that unknown regions though great. this i like this verbiage from wikipedia quote 
The unknown regions were regarded as an unexplored region that was separate, separated from the galaxy by a labyrinth of solar storms, rogue magnetospheres, black holes, gravity wells, and things far stranger. This maze was considered impassable, and many exploration ships and probe droids were lost trying to breach it. So I guess the unknown regions, they kind of know what's there. It's kind of, they, they have the shape of it. It's, I think Pablo Doggo said it's like a four, like a thick forest that you know where it is, but you don't know what's inside of it. And it's kind of mm-hmm. blocked off from the known galaxy by a bunch of mazes, kind of like the Kessel Run, okay. even though the Kessel Run is in the outer room. Yeah, okay. Um, so by the time of the Battle of Jakku, Imperial computers at the Jakku Observatory had found a safe route through the maze which involves taking multiple short hyperspace jumps. The journey took several months, though. I want to chat more about the Jacko Observatory later, but for now, let's talk about notable locations within the unknown mm. regions. All right. So from as far back as the Old Republic, the Jedi visited the Ilum system to mine kyber crystals for their lightsabers and have younglings participate in an ancient ritual on board a ship called the Crucible. Uh-huh. Um, we also know Scylla is the capital world of the Chiss Ascendancy, which is the government of the Chiss people and the home of Grand Admiral Thrawn, mm. which I am sure we'll get to much more about him yeah. later. The staging ground and construction site of Starkiller Base was also located in the Unknown Regions. Nice. So this is where the First Order started. And Octo, site of the first Jedi Temple and hiding place of Luke Skywalker, was also located in the unknown regions. Hmm. So a little bit, a bit about that observatory. It's kind of interesting. Um, the Jakku Observatory was a secret facility built by Emperor Palpatine with the sole mission of finding a path through the mazes into the unknown region. Do it. Mm. The facility housed supercomputers and star maps of the unknown regions that would calculate various paths through the maze and then launch probes to test those paths. The facility also held Sith artifacts and other dangerous things. Um, The facility found nothing but failure until just before Palpatine's death when a safe path was found. So Palpatine then sent his flagship yacht, the Imperialis, through setting the stage for the destruction of the empire in case of his death. Wow. So he also had a bunch of weird booby traps in this thing that would destroy the entire empire. But I won't touch upon that right now. I am pro that. Yeah. Um, there's some cool stuff in the aftermath uh, trilogy about that, which I won't spoil, but I will say that we know the Republic proved victorious at the battle of Jack who essentially ending the galactic empire without destroying the planet or destroying the new republic Hmm. and afterwards imperial loyalists retreated into the unknown regions following palpatine's ship and there they built the infrastructure for the first order in secret so that's a little bit about the unknown regions and wild space i still am confused at the differences of them and i will mix them up in the future i am sure but that is what i have that i mean that is that's great and i think if i may be so bold you're overthinking mm-hmm. it a tad to where me overthink no, it <laughs> no i'm just saying that i think it could be as simple as wild space it's just the you know center of the gal the known galaxy in a rim outer rim 
it's like just wild man it's like that's where we go to party wild space and then unknown i think it's just i almost <laughs> think it's a derogatory term for like space they like i feel like the empire calls it wild space that way mm-hmm. they don't have to control everything and make it seem like they're controlling the important parts of the galaxy mm, that's a good point you know what i mean they're like oh these are the parts that matter oh we don't care what happens in wild space by giving it that kind of name it almost lends credence to like their lack of control there yeah yeah that's a good point and i mean also the other thing speaking of overthinking it you would think that unknown regions would be the area that we don't know what's there and wild space would be like we know it's there it's just wild but it's the other way around which i think i feel like in legends both of these things are legends things and i think they were flipped around which makes more sense Mm. to me in legends but who knows? Yeah. Wait, it's okay. Yeah, I think it makes more sense right now in canon. But all right. I'm okay. Have. Agree to disagree. Doesn't yeah. really matter. It doesn't. I'm going to basically use them interchangeably from now on. Wild mm. space and unknown regions. They're just, they're not in the known galaxy technically. And funky stuff happens there. All right. I can, uh, <laughs> I can get down with that funk. Cool. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Peter, for leading us down that confusing journey. Mm-hmm. Um, well, maybe it's time uh, I talk a little bit more about the Lasat. Since yeah. you brought up their home world there of Lyrasan. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Lasat, as we know, our good friend Zephyr Ilias is, were a sentient species native to the outer rim world of Lasan, or so we thought. Though they mm-hmm. originated in wild on the wild space planet Lyrasan, they were thought to have been driven to the brink of extinction when the Lasan was devastated by the Empire. But there were actually millions still living on their true isolated homeworld. That is what that episode is all about, right? And I'm a really mm-hmm. big fan of this discovery in the Rebels episode because it implies a larger unknown universe, unknown universe, which is what gave so much of the original trilogy appeal and allure and is an element that is increasingly more scarce in this new star wars canon um fact the unknown will always trump the known in storytelling at least in my (laughs) opinion so having these little nuggets of unknown um you know ambiguous pieces of information i think always gives mystery and i like that Mm -hmm. but this isolated and protected home world makes sense the galaxy is massive right so why couldn't millions of lasat hide out on their home world without notice uh, I just wanted to throw that out there because I saw reading through old message boards where people were like, how do millions of, you know, people hide from the the Empire? And I'm like, ah, I like that. Yeah. Um, you know, because millions is not that much. Yeah, totally. So Especially Lass- in the scale of the entire galaxy. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, Lasats were notable for their impressive height, strength, and agility. While being both faster and being able to jump higher and farther than humans... The Lasats were, most notably to me, able to move more quietly than humans as well. <laughs> a fact that is hardly noticeable from our favorite Lasat, Zeb. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, so this is on there, but I don't believe it. Their okay. large hands, extended fingers, and prehensile toes made them superior climbers 
In addition, and we see some of that, in addition, their large eyes and ears afforded them superior sight and hearing over humans. They had the strength to open a powered-down blast door, and any Lasat with a height of two meters tall was considered below average for Lasat. Mm. So we made an old woman who's below average here in this episode. <laughs> These yeah. descriptions of the average Lasat make me wonder why we don't see our strong man in action more often. We do see Zeb, you know, kicking butt a few times, mm-hmm. but the beast inside him, that beast is not regularly unleashed. It seems like these descriptions are describing a faster, more agile Wookiee to me. Um, and I just kind of wish Rebels would use that a bit more. Yeah, well, that's kind of on brand, too, because I feel like they never show Chewbacca doing anything. Either. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my little pet peeves. It's like, oh, don't mess with Wookiees. They'll rip your arms off. And it's like it took us until Solo to actually see a Wookiee ever yeah. do anything like that, that yeah. strong or brutal. Exactly. So I wish I wish Zeb would. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. it's neither here nor there. Something mm-hmm. we talked about in season one of Rebels, though, was uh, the hairstyle of the sot that we both found confusing. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was, yeah, it kind of perplexed and intrigued us. Um, so this may help. The fur patterns of the sot varied from individual to individual and could change suddenly, emphasis on suddenly, as they aged. I'm not <laughs> sure why this fact, fact appears in so many Lasat notes, but apparently some humans also consider them their strong odor unbearably offensive <laughs> be sure to note here the qualifier some which is usually a word um that is not the best indicator of reliable information just saying that out there <laughs> okay. uh bow rifles were strong standing tradition in lasat culture used extensively by the high honor guard of lasan the warrior way which we're gonna talk more about in uh the honorable ones episode coming up um of the lasat was the Boshan Kara. Basically, when a Lasat was bested by a superior opponent in combat, they would give mm-hmm. them their weapon. Mm-hmm. So this may be why Callus has a weapon, or was given mm-hmm. one and didn't steal one necessarily. Yep. Facial hair, like I talked about, was an important st- status symbol in Lasat culture. The green eyes and prominent purple stripes were considered to be attractive by others in their species. These are like their <laughs> peacock feathers. You're telling me. Whoa. <laughs> Weird. And juvenile Lasats were noted to climb tree ban- branches regularly. Don't know why that note's in there, but I decided <laughs> I needed to talk about it. Yeah, fair. They're basically just kids, is what yeah. they're saying. Mm-hmm. On Lasan, time was measured by counting how many of their homeworld's dust seasons were survived and had passed. Um, I guess this is like winter. <laughs> yeah. You know? Is it like that regular? Like there's a dust, dusty season that lasts enough that you can base your entire calendar on? I guess. Always 30 days long? Yeah, I suppose so. Strange. I don't know. They got to get a better system. I'm just saying global warming. Dust season also sounds very unpleasant. Yeah. It's like living in grapes of wrath your whole life. No thanks. (laughs) So the Lasat believed in Ashla, as we talked about, that spirit of the galaxy a personification of the force and we saw them in this episode using a bow rifle to channel the force and see past and future events which was a perplexing moment in this episode that i don't know how i feel about Mm -hmm. um that they're using a tool to channel the force, technology and the force combined i don't know it was 
this interesting moment. Yeah. We even think we mentioned it that the staff, I think, might not necessarily be technology is imbued with the force by a mystical race of force wielders yeah. and given to yeah. Lissat. I don't know how any of that works. It's yeah, I suppose like a lightsaber. So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but Lasat, like I said, were native to the planet of Lirson. It beyond um it's it beyond sorry, Lasan fuck cut this out. <laughs> Lyrason was just beyond a collapsed star cluster in wild space. So it's kind of perfectly hidden. And at an unknown point in time, a group of Lasats colonized the outer rim world of Lasan, where Zeb was originally from. And over the years, their home world was reduced to a myth because of this increasing disconnect between the two planets. Mm-hmm. The Lasats did not take part in the Clone Wars. Good to note. But at mm-hmm. the war's conclusion, the Empire devastated Lasan, destroying the High Honor Guard, the royal family, killing nearly all members of the species. Despite the attempts of the Wookiees to prevent this massacre, the Wookiees were on their side, often at the cost of many Wookiee lives. And since then, Lasats were rarely seen in the galaxy and remained on their homeworld, Vulirasan, in wild space, so they were unseen. Following this, Lasat culture fell into decline in the Outer Rim with few remaining who could properly speak their native tongue, and the bow rifle became, like the lightsaber of the Jedi Order, another symbol of a dying age. Mm. A little background on the episode, just on Lasats in general. We talked about this, but this is their first canonical appearance in Star Wars Rebels, Lasats. But we had previously seen them on the Ralph McQuarrie-based concept art in Tatooine Manhunt, a Star Wars, the role-playing game adventure. <laughs> and... Um, that is now designated as part of Star Wars Legends. Um, interesting, and you noted this, but I wanted to note it again. For a long period, for I mean, sorry, for a short period of time during the development of Solo, a Star Wars story, Dryden Voss was intended to be a Lasat. Mm-hmm. Wish that would have played out. That would have been so yeah, cool. I know we, we talked about that a little bit already, but mm-hmm. it would have been neat. So that's a... Um, neato. That would have been neato. <laughs> that's just a little picture of the Lasat for us. Oh, that was lovely. I know. Do we <laughs> do we ever learn like why the Empire wanted to destroy Lusat? Like what's the no. beef? I guess I'm just asking like what's the beef? That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, that's a valid question well worded, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. That'd be interesting to find out more. Where's about the that. beef? <laughs> Seriously, it's like where is the beef though? Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you, Mike. That was lovely and fascinating. Yeah. Just Would like you that. like to do read an iTunes review? Yeah, absolutely. Hit us. Cool. iTunes reviews. You. This one is from Liz Bang on the tweets. So she says, deep nerd comedy at its finest but hey obi-wan's boots that's the username on itunes which is tight i love the balance of the deep nerd knowledge and the laid-back attitude to not care when they get a name a bit wrong yep that's true rude rude, crude attitude dudes yep she says i can't wait to order a pin current high point Ooh, grading scale i love when they leave grading scales though high point the holdo maneuver and low point, the creepy Attack of the Clones Naboo dinner scene. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I found that scene beautiful. Yeah. But thank you Please so much on. for the review, Liz Bang. Yeah. That's nice. That sure was nice. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, and as, speaking of iTunes reviews, we are still running a contest. I think we're going to run it through the rest of the season, and then in the hiatus, we will yeah. pick a winner for you to podcast with us so the way to do that is to leave a review do it just like liz bang just did who is now in the contest and give a give your star wars grading scale and let us know how to contact you and you might be able to do a deep dive just like the this with us you pick the topic do it do it do it that sounds so good yep oh man well and you know where to find us on social media at rebels rebels pod on twitter Instagram. You can email the show at rebelsrebelspod at gmail.com with any questions, mm-hmm. concerns, or poems. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and those Space Odyssey pins are still up on our store. Get them while they're still here. They'll probably be here through December. Then we're going to mm-hmm. move on to a new pin. Yep. Uh, what is it? rebelsrebelspod.bigcartel.com Yeah. Pick one up, you turkeys. You turkeys. Remember... <laughs> Until next time, to be brave out there. And don't look back. Don't look back. Bye. Catch me later. (laughs) 